welcome. You're listening to I Wanna Believe Radio. Right here on the Paranormal Now Network. And here's your hosts, Dan Holroyd, Bob Penny, and Elmer Poster. I wanna believe. I wanna believe. Alright, we are live. You are listening to I Wanna Believe Radio. Yes, the one and only show which features the antics of Elmer Boster. And Dan yes, Big and Dog Holroyd. Woof woof. What what's that, Elmer? I was gonna tell you that, you know, he's pointing at you, so you're live, so you have to go, you know, forward. I thought I was, I was gonna put my arms up and be like, What? What are you pointing at don't me? Don't do for? that. Don't do that. Don't do that. We can spell <laughs> that. We can spell that. We don't need that. All right, man. Well, anyways, you are, like I said, you are listening to I Want to Believe Radio. Um, you, you could be watching us, listening to us live, or you will hear us played on Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Unrestricted Radio Network. And the, Correct. the, the Correct. Uh, website for that is www.unrestrictedradio.com. And you can also go to our webpage, which is, which is the Michigan 69 podcast. Uh, dot com. Uh, the Michigan yep. 69 podcast radio network. Wow, so you did it this time. You did it. You went we through it. Again. it. <laughs> That's the hardest <laughs> part, man. That's the hardest part is getting all it. that. The it, it, websites. It <laughs> there, there's a list. There's a list. I mean, we, like you said, the unrestricted radio Sunday nights, Absolutely. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I was telling Bob off, off uh, line here uh, before we <laughs> started that. Telling I them off. Bob off at least once a week. So you're we all right. have to. We all have. You got to keep in check. check. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, last last listenership hit about a thousand. Wow. Uh, so because this goes out all over the place. Yep. Um, I want to thank our sponsors before we get started. Real quick, uh, we'd never want to be remiss and thank our our sponsors Henderson Castle at hendersoncastle.com, uh, Gun Barrel Coffee uh, at gunbarrelcoffee.com. I do have bags of coffee. On its way to Bob Elmer, I got to get an address say, we're for you. So send you some, and I have some already on the way to Doctor Michael Lynch. You know, uh, it, also, that, how it is. Lynch gets it, but not me. Okay, I see. Well, I don't have I don't have your address yet. You know, Dan. So you, just, ask. you know, you also, did not ask. <laughs> also, Southern Michigan Paranormal Night Stalkers Live Radio One on Facebook, and as Bob already said, the Michigan Sixty Nine Podcast Network. Uh, and, uh, Bob, go ahead. Uh, I'll shut well, my well, mouth. First of all, I was going to say, you know, Daniel, cause we were kind of toying with, uh, different, uh, podcasting networks. We're like, ah, we'll just do the Michigan podcast network, but then there's already a Michigan podcast network. So then Dan threw in the 69 and I, what's significant about that number, Dan? <laughs> the year you were born. It's a family, <laughs> family friendly show. Uh, so I, there it, was kind of that people? little mindset joke there that I thought only <laughs> only a few of us would ooh, get it. Ooh, ooh. I got a question. I got a question. Oh, Elmer. Is it about pirates? No. Absolutely no? not. No. I, I feel like it's they, I feel no, like it is. I feel like it's I, about I, pirates. I passed those pirates on their little pirate island. They're all by themselves. <laughs> oh, I bet you did. I but bet uh, you did. part of it was too, I, I, I had some weird thing where I thought too for a moment like <laughs> Maybe that maybe the goal would be that we try to get at least sixty nine different types of podcasts hey, on the network. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and so there's that also is part of the formula, but there is kind of an inside joke, tongue in cheek, if you will. <laughs> oh, I bet it is. <laughs> a lot of tongue, a lot of tongue, and a lot of cheek. A lot of tongue and a lot of cheek. <clears throat> yes. Um. That's 
<laughs> so, anyways, folks, we have a great show lined up for you this evening. Um, we have a great friend of the show, Mr. Andrew Smith. He is the uh, basically head of the Braxton County uh, Visitor Bureau Center there in Braxton County, West Virginia. And he is also in charge of the Flatwoods Monster Museum. So we'd like to welcome our guest to the show. And he's also a hell of a guitar player. Come on. Let's welcome Andrew. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you all for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, man. You know, it's, it's a blast. And uh, the last time we had you on, you know, we had so much fun and, and there's, you know, we just didn't have enough time. So this is kind of nice because we can kind of pick up where we left off. And, uh, you know, since then, since you've been on the show, I mean, it's been a few years now, but um, you guys are really booming with the, the Flatwoods Monster. I, you know, before the show, we were, Dan was talking about some of the television shows, um, like on the uh, History Channel, um, Project Blue Book, which kind of spot, I shed a, spl- a spotlight on the Flatwoods incident. Um, and then Seth Breedlove, Small Town Monsters, um, um, they did a documentary as well. And it's just, it seems like it's been blowing up. Um, and I know the fan base is just growing and growing all over the world. I mean, you, you got fans over in Japan, China, I mean, all over. Um, so if you want to just, first of all, talk about this resurgence. I mean, I mean, what's going on with this? Yeah, yeah, we're going to have new listeners. So I, I know we're asking you to relive this whole historic thing again from well, kind of from there to here. But I think we have to because we, we've got okay. new people that are not going to know what this is. It's okay, okay, Andrew. If you need a safe place, yes. you know, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll we come are your up support there system. And drive two hours just to hold you and tell you it's going to be okay, all right? Because it certainly isn't here, that's for sure. No, it's not a safe place there. That's 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 where bad things happen. <laughs> well, you're talking about uh, resurgence uh, in in interest. Uh, you could almost uh, it's kind of a joke, but you could almost chalk it up to. Uh, you know, Mothman fans needing something new to sink their teeth in. So, right. you know, could be yeah. that. Um, or, uh, like you were saying, just all these uh, different uh, things that are spotlighting the Flatwoods Monster. And they were con- kind of all happening, like, within the same year. Um, right. And uh, so it kind of didn't have any choice in the matter. Um, and I was just lucky enough to to be in the wake of all that. So, yeah, yeah it um, kind of took so, the reins. Absolutely. Yeah, just good timing uh, as far as that. And it was all accidental, at least on my part. Um, but, yeah, it, it's been great. Um, now, that that uh, network you guys were talking about, what's the name of that network again? It's uh, The website is <laughs> www.themichigan69podcast.com. So, That's the website. So the, That's our network. So the Michigan 420, that was already taken? <laughs> you don't, yeah. you don't ah, think about that. Damn. Yeah. That's my boy and, right there, and, and, and that's that's my son's birthday. That's uh, you know, it's coming up here, and it's, it's a significant number. But that would be another good number. You notice how Bob's like, oh yeah, that's my son's birthday. That's my you son's know. birthday, yeah. four twenty. No wonder wow. you guys that's are seeing nickname. monsters. That's yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> right. Well, the, you guys can use that if you know if at some point one of you gets mad, you know, at the rest of you can form your own. Split and You can up. use that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, copyrighted. But then we'll have to say, yeah, but we're looking at like 420 podcast shows. Ambitious. 
Yeah. 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 Really yeah that's what we want to say. You know, Machine mm -hmm. Chong invited to it too. You know. Either that, or it's going to be one stinky network. You got, you got your choice. There you go. <laughs> stinky. I wonder if Kevin Smith would be involved in that. I mean, yeah, I'm he just probably, well, he's got his Smodcast thing going on. So yeah, uh, no thanks. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a big Smith fan. We'll just, we'll just leave that. Oh word come out. on! I love Kevin Smith. Mm, Damn. Mm. Oh man. So, were you guys wanting me to dive into the to Flatwoods Monster story to bring your uh, new listeners up to speed? Yeah. Yes, let, sir. Let, let's kind of give a, a brief synopsis about what happened that September night. Um, okay. And if you could a just dark, kinda, rainy September dark. night, it wasn't raining. Yeah. No, no. But, <laughs> but, but if, if, if you can kind of just set the atmosphere, and what I want to uh, say to the listeners who are listening um, on Sunday night on the Unrestricted Radio Network. Just dim those lights, light those candles, and uh, just get in the mood, man, because we're going we're gonna to put you back into West Virginia. Back in, uh, was 1958? Am I wrong? 52. 52. 52. Oh, man, I knew. We're going to take you back to that September evening in 1952. Just give us your paranormal card, Bob. Hand it over right now. <laughs> there you go. And the main card. And the main card too. We just we're just gonna revoke everything. Hey, well, Elmer's got so, his shirt on. Oh my gosh, did you notice that? I, I know. He's I, supporting. I, I gotta represent. You know, gotta represent. He's representing. All right, I'm sorry, Andrew. All right. <laughs> no, no, you're good. Um, so this was uh, September 12th, 1952, in the little town of Flatwoods. There was a group of boys playing on the field beside of the Flatwoods Elementary School. And uh, it was about seven o'clock or so. It says they're playing, uh, probably getting uh, wrapped up with playing. They noticed this uh, bright light streak across the sky. And um, it seemed to land on a nearby hilltop. So um, several of the boys decided they would go um, see if they could figure out what it was that seemed to land nearby. And on their way to this hill, they actually had to pass um, two of the boys who were brothers, Eddie and Fred May. Uh, they were passing their home, and their, their mother was home, Kathleen. So they ran in there and uh, told, told them what, they, what they'd seen and told them that they were going to go up, uh, just up the hill to this little flat um, that was part of the Bailey Fisher farm. <clears throat> So she thought she better join them, and she also conscripted a cousin of hers who was nearby at a, a nearby home named Jean Lemon, who was a uh, Army National Army National Guardsman. So this group of about seven, I want to say off the top of my head, uh, they uh, headed up this hill, and it's getting increasingly more dark, especially as they're walking through these narrow paths through the woods uh, with the canopy overhead. And as they start going up this path, uh, they notice a pulsating red light at the top of the hill. So as they're fixated on that, they, they are assuming this is what they saw come through the sky. But at the same time that they notice that the, the air around them kind of gets filled with this sort of uh, noxious uh, fumes, or, or not necessarily fumes, but a noxious smell at least. Um, fills the air around them, and it, uh, uh, you know, it's unpleasant. Um, it, it burns their eyes and throat a little bit, irritates irritates them, and uh, 
shortly after that, they notice movement coming from their left in the nearby hills or the, the nearby woods. So they turn their flashlight toward it and in the woods gliding apparently toward them is this 10 foot tall figure um, with a big red face or head and uh, this shape behind it that's shaped like an ace of spades and then a long uh, metallic looking possibly green body coming down and at the bottom ending in uh, something that appeared to look like draped like folds and of course immediately they're struck with fear uh, dropped their flashlight turn to run back down the hill hopping fences all the way and when they get to their home they call the local emergency number um, which is picked up actually at the uh, this is a detail a lot of folks don't know at the Braxton County Jail there wasn't really a like a 911 call center at the time right so the right. jailer or someone from his family would answer emergency calls and then relate those to the county sheriff or deputy and uh, they were already out on a call at the time so by the time they got there it was already completely dark uh, they investigated the hill and the the light that the family and kids said they saw was gone uh, the figure that was in the woods uh, seemingly uh, charging toward this uh, group of witnesses um, were both gone um, the only thing remaining was the smell still lingered in the air not so much that it really caused them uh, trouble or anything but mm -hmm. they could uh, smell it and it just so happened that um, Ailey Stewart the owner of the local paper was good friends with Kathleen May so she also called him after calling uh, uh, the sheriff's uh, the sheriff and the sheriff's deputy so he arrived on the scene about the same time as the sheriff's deputy did which caused the story to be written rather quickly and published hit the AP and was national and international news within days. Uh, actually, relatively recently, I received a scan from a Swedish newspaper where the AP story was translated and printed on September 15th, just three days after the sighting took place. It was already international, international news, news in 1952. Wow. That's great. Wow, that's crazy. So that's, the, that's the, the nuts and bolts of the story. I, I came across an interview, which I was going to bring up, I mean, again, years back when we had you on the first time, um, we talked about, you know, some people who've done like little mini documentaries and did tours and whatnot when I think the tree was still there. What I'm talking about is a gentleman who um, was one of the reporters for, I, I, I'm having a brain fart too, Bob. You're not the only one tonight. Wasn't it something, uh, a big, huge, giant paranormal UFO magazine that was, that's, isn't it still in print? Fate you know magazine. Talking about? Fate, yeah. Fate, Fate magazine. Yep. yep. Fate magazine. Thank you, Andrew. Yes. Yeah. And that so gentleman that, who, who was the main reporter did this great, you know, sitting down, did a great interview. Um, Cause he, he was saying that he was one of the first and few people taking it serious, you know, with Fate magazine to come up there and speak with the family. And how did that sit with the boys? Do you know much about that and how that went down or is it? I don't really even know if, if they would have known too much about that fate article, uh, but that when it came out, that was always a quarterly uh, magazine. 
And I think that would have came out in January 1953. Um, but that was written by uh, a gentleman by the name of Gray Barker. And at there the time, he yes. was living in Clarksburg, West Virginia. Yep. But yep. he was actually from Braxton County originally. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, he, he's from a little town called Riffle. Um, that's almost not even really there anymore. That's not true. It, it is. But if you're driving down the, the main two lane and, and you blink, before you know it, you're in Kilmer County, um, yeah. which is a neighboring Kilmer County to Braxton. But, uh, but yeah, that was one of the first fairly conclusive uh, stories ever written about it. And he went on to write um, an even more detailed account in his book, uh, They Knew Too Much About Flying Saucers, that was published not too long after that. Right, right. I always thought that was a great, great interview. Uh, you talk about I really obviously information. But it, like you said, he was, I think he was a little aggrieved too, because he was really trying to bring more attention to this with military and a few other people who were just naysaying this and they were just, you know, playing it off at first. But yet, I'll let you tell the rest of the story, obviously, because you're the guest tonight. But I mean, other things went on that makes you kind of go, huh? If nothing really took place and you guys didn't really believe the story, then what's all the rigmarole that goes on behind the scene of right. other right. things? You know what I mean? Not telling the truth. Yeah. And I don't know the timeline perfectly. And to be honest with you, I don't know that that anybody does because, uh, you know, it's all over the evolve. place. Yeah. Folk, folks do their best to remember and then right. it gets reported, you know, that sort right. of thing. But, but not too long after the sighting took place, the way I understand it, within days, um, there was a uh, group of uh, folks from the Army dispatch to come in and investigate the land where the sighting took place. And if they were to find any um, any evidence at all to send it back to the Pentagon, ASAP. Right. Um, and, of course, whether or not anything was found. Uh, it's not like they were reporting that or anything like that. So that would, uh, again, be uh, a question mark right? Of, of whether or not anything was found or, and if, it, if so, what was done with that. So Andrew, during this time period, uh, were there any reported men in black sightings um, such as, you know, similar to the Mothman incident? The only such case that I know of, I don't really, and I don't even know if you could classify it as men in black, but, um, it would have been really early on as far, like, I don't even, as a matter of fact, that term hadn't even been coined till, till much later, but I know that Kathleen May had been, um, visited in person, received telephone calls and letters, um, from folks that, that more or less gave the impression as if they had some sort of authority, but I don't believe ever cited any sort of, um, uh, you know, a, uh, like official position that they held right. or official organization. Um, but more or less to tell her to, you know, let's, let's stop talking about it. I don't think there was any sort of outright intimidation or anything right. like that, but she, she felt like um, the, the message definitely was, why don't you be quiet about this? Right. right. Now, now how did the community as a whole, um, how did they treat the witnesses, you know, after this incident? Well, you know, Kathleen May was actually really well known in the area. Um, she was actually a beautician and had a beauty parlor in town. So, you know, she knew uh, on a first name basis with, 
you know, a lot of folks in the community. So, so pretty much everybody that knew her well, or had a, you know, personal relationship with her, I think at the very least, um, gave them enough leeway to say, well, you know, I know them, they're pretty honest. If, if they say they saw something, you know, I believe them. But then of course you always have, you know, folks for some reason or another, maybe have something against them or maybe don't know them all that well. And they don't like the idea of something like this happening in their backyard. It's, it's easier to dismiss a witness than it is to possibly accept something this, you know, fantastic happening right in their backyard. Right. So I think there was a little bit of both. Now, you know, and the thing is there was such a number of witnesses too. And, and the one cousin who had a military background was in the National Guards. Um, so, I, I mean, it seems like the reporting was pretty credible. Um, do you know, did they all share the same story when they were separated and interviewed? Do you, are, do you, are, you familiar with, are you familiar with any of that at all? Or I think as, as far as I know, mm. they, they shared enough of the details to where right. any variances you could pretty well chalk up to just, uh, you know, the, the 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 tolerances involved with just being a human being uh right. to where maybe if somebody said oh it's 10 feet tall or somebody right, said 12 right. feet tall things like that or maybe slight differences in shape size color um sure. but uh a really interesting um thing that 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 i've always liked to to look at is there are three separate drawings that i have that uh they were they were asked at least the three three different kids, and I want to say it was Freddie, May, Ed, May, and um, their friend um, Neil Nunley. So they would have been the three oldest boys right. involved. So I believe they were asked to to do the sketches separately of what they thought they saw. Right. And granted, they don't look perfect as far as matching, and none of them are, are artists by any means. But they all pretty much drew the same thing. Right. And, you know, it would be, I would imagine it would be a pretty wild thing for they all to guess right or um, come up with a, hey, let's have it look like this. And one of them drew like the head, like three of them drew the head pretty much cylindrical. And one of them drew the head in a cylindrical shape, but it almost had like a, like a fuzziness around like it an aura type thing around sure yeah to where it's almost like it, it was like different enough to seem like you could take into account different people's perspective and, right. and remembrance of it yet different enough that it would seem unlikely that folks would come up with a plan and say hey this is what it looked like right i would think it would be a little bit more similar um right. so but that's just all my own conjecture. Right. Sure. Now, now you actually had the, um, um, or, or you, you had the, um, or you were able to talk to Freddie, correct? Is that, or do an interview with Freddie, um, in the last few years or. Well, I didn't interview Freddie. I know Freddie pretty well. Okay, and I've, okay. I've, I've talked to him. Cause he's a neighbor, um, right? But, or was a neighbor or to you or lives close to you or. Well, I won't go that far <laughs> just, really. just in case I won't disclose where he lives. I won't disclose right, where right. I live. No, I don't blame you. I don't blame you but. <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, I know, I know him well, um, right. but I've never interviewed never. him necessarily. I've just talked to him. Sure. Now he was interviewed for, um, uh, for 
small town monsters yeah their right. their documentary right. so as far as i know that's the latest uh, interview that he's done and but maybe also one of the the very few that he's done right. since you know way back when uh you know there may have been a few sort of you know more low-key ones between then and like uh, frank fascino's book that i believe came out in the year 2000 right. but but not much like right. as far as i you know so he he didn't really like taking interviews right and seth, seth actually seth breedlove of small town monsters actually kind of had to you know sweet talk him a little bit right. not sweet talk him but had to get to know him sure, and sure yeah. and uh you know he had to be a little bit yeah, and, and he had to be comfortable with him because right. he really wasn't comfortable doing right. any interviews. Well, I'm sure it's something that was so disturbing. I mean, he probably really doesn't want to talk about it or he's afraid of, you know, what people would think, you know. Um, I, I mean, I can't imagine. But uh, but now most of the witnesses, they've li continued to live there throughout their whole life. Is that correct? Or Yeah, actually, a detail I mean, that I just recently learned is that, you know, Kathleen May, she lived here in this area. Um up until she she passed away when she was 90 and I actually oh, just wow. learned um the other day that she was a smoker her whole life mm -hmm. and somehow made it to 90. wow good but for her. uh yeah she, she but, didn't uh, inhale though i bet maybe not i don't know <laughs> maybe nobody ever taught her so it didn't ever affect her any i don't know <laughs> but uh uh you know freddie he just turned 80 um oh. and his brother's still alive too and i believe right. his brother is two years older than he is um, so at least I know that, you know, they're still around. I know that, uh, Neil Nunley passed away. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know exactly when, but, but I know he did. Um, and there was a couple other boys in that group and I don't really know anything that's happened to them. There's a relative of one of them that still lives in the area that the last time I saw and talked to was a couple years ago. And at that time, his brother was in poor health. That's, that's what, that's what it was. I know his, his brother, um, a little bit and he still right. lives in the area. Okay. Uh, so, uh, but, but I don't know what his condition is. You know, it's kind of funny that that kind of makes me think, you know, people and you all kind of did this when you introduced me like to think of me as like the expert of this monster. It's what's funny is I, I've never tried to be, I just live here and know everybody so you're, you're you know, the nominated it's, it's, expert it's just made it easy right, you know right <laughs> i understand that Andrew. I, I get the same thing for the castle everybody's yep. like well dan knows everything there is about henderson castle and honestly it's just from working it and doing right. paranormal and research it's there are people who have been in and out of that longer than me and they yeah I, like right. you i just happen to live in the area i grew up next to the damn thing so mm -hmm. I, I got all the why everybody knows that you know about the castles because you know the bells, the bells, the bells, the bells, the <laughs> <De> bells. <laughs> um, is is there an authoritarian or somebody that that uh, I guess is really investigated this case, Andrew? Do you know? Is there anybody that has made it like their life, you know, ambition to investigate this? The Flatwoods monster. Yeah, he's on case. with us right now. Well, well I mean, besides Andrew, I mean, <laughs> right? and he was okay. kind of, like, he just kind of has like all these documents. <laughs> oh, 
Well, it, it, and the thing is, you know, these guys got everything. drawings but from the they're kids. A guy. They're a guy <laughs> we could talk to. Andrew, no, 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 I don't mean it that way. I mean, Andrew kind of fell into this, you know, in a way. I don't know what the answer is. I can hop off here if you want me to. No, no, not at all. Andrew, go grab a hat. Andrew, go grab a hat and just like get back on there and be like, "Yeah, I'm this, I'm that guy." Well, you I know. know you're that guy, but I mean, is, do you know? Is there a researcher or anybody that has spent yeah. their life, you know, working on this case? Well, I don't, I don't know about their life, but but I don't think that there's anybody that spent more time devoted to it than than probably Frank Fashino. Mm -hmm. uh, he he connected a lot of dots for his, you know, the book that he wrote. Right, and th there's a lot of people who might say. Maybe he connected some dots that sure. didn't need to be connected, but I, you know I don't know that. And then at the same time, it, it makes at least for a compelling and um, read. And I'll I'll tell you too that that Fr uh, Freddie May, you know, he pretty much signs off on everything that you know the Pacino's put out there. Right. At, at least as far as um, where where he and his family and friends were involved. So that's good enough for me. Right. Um, but, but probably Frank, uh, would be up there. And then if, if not Frank, probably at one time, probably Gray Barker, uh, right. would have been the authority right. because he did yeah, so right. much to the early investigation. Now, of course he right. passed away in the eighties. Uh, but yeah, at one time it would have been gray. But I, isn't it, isn't it with Frank's information that he, I think with gray, I think gray, I'm trying to remember the interview and some other things uh, from those gentlemen from Fate Magazine. Uh, I, I thought there were two of them. But um, they made a connection early on, uh, which I think Frank did too. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, if you know the information or not. That I asked you, I think, when we had you on before about them connecting other UFO sightings that were going on very close to the time that this took place. And nobody was really kind of connecting the dots. And right. if, like I said, I think Frank talked about that and had had tried to put that together a little bit about, well, isn't that funny how there were similar things being seen and spotted as far as what, what the boys saw at first and nobody ever gave it any kind of credence. And now it's, now it's kind of part of the lore. Am I yeah, wrong there? I, no, no, you're not wrong. I think, um, I think that gray that did, um, did connect a lot of dots there. Um, and if and I'm pretty sure in his book, um, you know, they knew too much about flying saucers. Right, he definitely right. has a thread that runs through a lot of those different accounts, but Frank, um, Ficino in his book, he talks about, um, you know, things that were happening all over the U S basically in a pretty short time, time frame. Right. And if you, at least in his investigation and in his conclusions, I haven't necessarily came to these conclusions because, because really, I haven't really soaked in all the details of of all of the the, the nationwide things that were happening at that time. But you know, so he's came to conclusions of you know you could almost pinpoint fl flight paths, uh, mm -hmm. you know, going from like right. one side of the coast and inland right. and that sort of thing. Uh, so so yeah, for sure, uh, Frank did that. And whenever you were talking about two two writers, I wonder. Um, if you, I know that Gray worked a lot with Ivan T. Sanderson as well. Right. So I wonder yep. if that yep. somebody. That's who it is. Yes. Yes. Having a brain fart. That's exactly who it was. Yeah. Hey, Elmer has. You know, uh, oh, yeah. Just hold on one second. I think I'm going to go get the guy you're all wanting to talk to. I'll be right back. All right. <laughs> 
All right. All right. right. Hopefully this isn't a joke. All right. So while Elmer, (laughs) while uh, Elmer is gone, why don't we just take a break? Yeah. You think? Yeah. Take uh, station identification. Everybody has uh, seen the train wreck. They've the seen cause. all the burning, all the burning and the crashing. And we'll take a break. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Bob. Uh, no, we are uh, talking with our guest Andrew Smith, and we're talking about the Flatwoods Monster in specific. You are listening to I Want to Believe Radio, and we will be back. Take a stand. Take a stand. Take a stand. Like my brother did, when he wouldn't take no for an answer. Like my wife did, when she asked the right questions. Like my friend did when she made the call. You stood by us when we were in uniform, so stand by us now. Take a stand for those who served our country. If you're a veteran in crisis or no one who is, the Confidential Veterans Crisis Line is here for you. Call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. Chat at veteranscrisisline.net or text 838-255. This is the Big Dog, and you're listening to Unrestricted Radio. Do yourself a favor and download the Unrestricted Radio app. Tell them the Big Dog sent you. Six guns out is our 
right. And we are back. And we are back. You're listening to I Want to Believe Radio, and uh, Elmer is back as well with his little buddy. Elmer, you want to tell us about your little buddy, the expert? My name's Braxie, and Bob, you're dumb dumb. <laughs> Elmer has got his buddy Braxie so, there. Whatever hopes we had for this network going to certain levels, we we have made sure, as always, that it stays right here where That's it needs right, to man. be. That's right. We, you know, if there's one thing you need to do is make sure you keep yourself humble, and we are we are experts. That's all that. you got to do. That's all you got to do. Hey, um, good lord, I, I want I want one of those so bad. I really do. I'm gonna. Bob, 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 push him, Bob. Yes, Braxy. What does that gas smell like? What does the what smell like? You know the gas. The gas? What does the gas yeah. smell the like? The gas smells like, I don't know, rotten eggs. No, it smells like my butt. <laughs> Which smells like rotten eggs. No, it don't. That's rude. Oh, Why you Lord. Rude like that? I'm out. I'm peace. Uh, I'm out. All right, peace out, man. So... <laughs> I got a PSA now that we're back from a commercial. Kids, don't do drugs, okay? Just don't then you end up like Elmer. do any drugs oh. if you want any proof. <laughs> Isn't it crazy, Andrew, that this guy here lives in West Virginia with you? Isn't that crazy? No. No. He doesn't, he doesn't want to claim it at this point. He's like, oh, no. Like, I've moved. <laughs> I'm not anywhere near. You know, no, I was saying the opposite. I'm saying he fits right in. <laughs> oh well, that's the sad okay. part. That's really, oh, Lord. that's really a sad part, you know. Um, I do got to say this much. I mean, if anybody who hasn't been near Sutton Flatwoods up in that area, it is yeah, a whole different it. world. Yeah, explain right? the region. Explain it, because I know. All um, right. So is I would, the beauty I would or what? Like, like I will give you my my point of view from where I drive on the road a lot. Mm-hmm. All right. So I had to go to Clarksburg to work one morning. And it was like in December. And it, I had to leave at like three in the morning to go up there, right? And nature called. And I was already on 79 right before Sutton. All right. Peaceful. It's like five in the morning. So I'm standing outside and I'm looking around and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, there is a reason why that there's UFO sightings out here. There's like nothing. I mean, I swear to God, it was like pure. <laughs> open sky i was just like this is where i this is where i get abducted at there was deer in the middle of the highway throwing up gang signs i didn't know existed okay (laughs) and you know uh, honest honest to god though i I love the people of flatwoods i love the people in sutton i mean they're just so down-to-earth people like if they're anything like andrew man i mean yeah i mean that's i mean yeah i mean andrew's like awesome i mean but he don't need to know that, all right? He doesn't need to know. Oh, crap, he's on here, Eddie. Crap. Oh, his head's getting big, man. Yeah, I know. But, I, I just, mean, I honestly, just love the whole... Yeah, I just love yeah. the whole deer flashing gang signs. It's like, what? The, <laughs> Only the John West Deer Virginia. Latin Kings? What was it? The, <laughs> no, it was the Rudolph Reds, you know? Rudolph Reds, Rudolph Reds. Man, Rudolph Reds. <laughs> oh, God. No, but, that I mean, funny. if anybody takes that a trip on the Sutton, I mean, to the Flatwoods Museum, it is, like, it is so cool. Like, I mean, honest to God, like, I walked up in there, and I was just, like, I was in love. Like, so many documentations of this stuff. And, I mean, Andrew knows this stuff inside and out, but I've got one question from the last interview. Let's see if you found out anything. Oh, gosh. All right, UFO hunters. 
Uh-huh. You remember we talked about that? Vaguely. About when they, whenever they went out to the farm, which nobody can ever go on because we'll probably get shot. But right. um, but remember whenever I was telling you about um, they went out there and they was actually looking and picked up uh, radiation on a Geiger meter. And, you know, I still need to actually find that episode for you. You need to remind me like this weekend and I'll try to find it for you. Was that one where um, they were, was, were they, were they really focusing on the the reptilian side of it? Was that uh, it? I don't think so on that. These guys were pretty okay. like point blank. It was on the history channel. It was like early two thousands. Well, that's, that's, that's what I think I'm, I'm remember, but I could be wrong. Was, um, Oh, shoot. Was Stan Friedman involved? No. See, Stan Friedman okay. always talked about Stan Friedman always talked about he thought it was a bodysuit, kind of like right. an exoskeleton. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was pretty neat. I remember yeah. whenever we had Stan on Good Rest His Soul. Yeah. Uh, you know, whenever we had him on the show, we I actually talked asked him about the Flatwoods Monster because, you know, obviously oh. Yeah, I had to throw a curveball at him. You know, I'm a West Virginia boy. You know what I mean? Is that is that still available? Can I go back and listen to that? I'd like to hear that. Yeah, I mean, I've got it on archive uh, on one of my computers, so I can definitely get that for you. Okay. Yep. That's cool. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. Yep. I've absolutely. I've seen him. I've seen him outside of that, guys. Uh, I think. Well, you know, on your your guys's podcast back in the day, but I'm pretty sure I've seen him on a YouTube or something discussing flatwoods and he made a few comments and i said i wonder if andrew was aware because i remember elmer asking you that um and i think you were like yeah i don't think i've ever heard him do an interview but i'm pretty sure he did uh somewhere else too like somebody just out of the blue threw it at him and he he kind of went to town with it for about five minutes well the thing is about stan that most people don't realize is he actually knows a good bit about you know west virginia and the ufo incidences because uh, he actually was i don't know if andrew remembers but in charleston they used to have like a ufo convention like back in the early 2000s when mothman was kind of in its infancy um not or larva state um (laughs) sorry i had to go there but anyway it was funny yeah i see you all just dying over there right um well, maybe go get Braxy because he he's already cussing y'all like you dumb. You, know, you need to quit, quit that. Ah, I can't even. I can't. You know, you kiss your mama with that mouth. Okay, tell sorry. Braxy to settle down. <laughs> Come on. Well, but, the, yeah, the he, thing the, the thing of it is, that he, I mean, even according to Philip Mantle, who Phillips, we've had Philip on Philip Mantle on the show. Phil said the same thing about stands. Like he knew like freaking everything. Uh, anytime he went on his show and he wouldn't even have to rifle through notes. Well, you know, you guys interviewed him. He just, Oh yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Whenever, yeah. He had a whenever memory. We like, had, hey Bob, you remember yeah. when we had him on the show, how like, I just went after him fall, like full throttle. Like it was no, I did not even play with him. <laughs> <laughs> like normally I, you know how I'm joking around and stuff. Not with him. Elmer like, was I, like a kid in the candy store, man. Yeah. Well, it was yeah. awesome. How much of the, some of the, the add-on stuff can you can you relate to? Because we asked you about that before, too. I'd like to have you cover that, too, because there were things about the dog getting a whiff of the gas, and there were, you know, one of the, the boys becoming very ill, the Sick, National yeah. Guardsman person. Right. I mean, how much is that rung out to be true, or does 
does you know does Freddie talk about that or is that all made up stuff just for hype? It's it's not made up, but I think uh, a, a thing that I've been noticing uh, a lot uh, when when digging into this stuff, and it's actually something that's kind of forced me to question anything I ever hear if I if I don't experience it myself. Right, and that is that it it's I think it's really easy to um, for 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 somebody to retell a story or to tell a detail and, and maybe they use the word that in their mind and in their understanding makes perfect sense. And then when somebody else hears it, all of a sudden it means something else or in uh, the way, this is the way that I understand it though, relating to those specific events, details that you're talking about is I don't know how it started. And, and I want to believe it wasn't started as a lie. I want to believe somebody said something about it and somehow it just took right. root. Um, and that is, you know, about the dog dying. Um, according to Freddie, the dog that went up with them and a dog did go up with them was their family dog. And the dog was named was Ricky. I mean, he even told me the name and, um, the, the, the dog came up with him, did go out way ahead of them. Um, did make noises as if it was in some kind of distress or worried or scared or, something along those na that nature um, and ran back down and ran past them and, and, you know, ran back down to their, to their home. Uh, at least, uh, you know, one could assume at least out of that area anyway. Um, but that was their family dog and it lived to a regular age as far as Freddie's concerned. So uh, whenever Freddie talks about it, he, he chalks it up to people trying to sell more newspapers. Sure. Um, but, but again, I, I don't necessarily, give it that sort of intent. Uh, it just seems like a thing where maybe somebody during an interview says something about, Oh yeah, dog went up there and turned back around and ran away, you know, scared to death. And then maybe somebody hears that and goes, Oh, it died. You know, so that, that I think I could chalk it up to that. And then talking about, um, uh, Gene lemon, he would have been the, the person closest to where they actually saw, you know, the creature, he, he, he had the flashlight, isn't he? He's the one that had the flashlight. Right. Yeah. He was leading the group. Um, so as far as exposure, he would have had the most exposure. And I do believe, um, I, I know that, um, it was reported that his mother reported that he was ill for the next several days, oh. uh, with like nausea and upset stomach right. and, and that sort of thing. But how severe it was, I mean, I don't think, the way that I understand, I don't think he was on death's door or anything like that, yeah, yeah. but that he left a healthy man and came back sick. Right. So that that's the way I understand it. I, I find it interesting just because you could almost surmise too that not to burst all the extraterrestrial stuff about it, because I think that's cool if that's what it was. And like uh, Elmer said, Stan thought it might've been some sort of suit. Uh, or like a probe. Other people have said maybe this thing was a probe. Maybe it was something military that we put out there because you'd almost understand if they're messing around with new type of propellants for their, any of these things they're launching and flying around. Um, the boys breathe it in and, you know, dog gets a little ill. The, of course, lemon gets ill. Um, kind of makes sense. 
kind of makes sense to me uh, that, you know, military, because they were doing a lot of things that we found, we are finding out now even more that they were were aircraft tests and all these people had these great UFO stories. And now all the the bubbles are being burst on some of them because uh, they're now admitting aircraft. But either way. Yeah, but yeah, you're, you're right. Either way, it's, it's, it's fascinating. And yeah, frightening. frightening. <laughs> I, I think I'd be frightened if I came across yeah. that. You know, Elmer stands out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, hell, right. you know, Six, 68 years later, it's fascinating. Right. At the yeah. time, it's it's frightening. Right. But but yeah, actually, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, uh, Freddie, you know, even though he doesn't claim to know exactly what he saw, he can just tell you what he saw. But he doesn't tell you what he can't tell you what it is or what it was. Um, but I think that's where he's more or less settled on it. He right. he thinks that he saw some sort of experimental something or another and either it was an accident that just happened to fall in their lap or yeah. that maybe it was intended to 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 be some sort of almost like a psyops kind of thing where yeah. let's just show somebody something scary and see yep. see how see how it percolates how pub- yeah wow that's a so, great point of view yeah see how the public yeah. responds to it absolutely right? yeah the only thing he he will tell me though is he's like well if it was terrestrial in nature whatever it was i've never seen it again so whatever it was they've not put it into any sort of wide use or anything like that right right and and see that alludes to things too because you think by now most of the stuff they've released of them trying out like probes and exosuits or anything most of that stuff's out you know we kind of know what it looks like but i don't know i i wondered if anybody had ever looked at that that design and have matched that up to anything Native Americans or any of these other cultures have done pictures of or any kind of lithograph uh, things of, because some of those look like spacesuits. And I wonder if there's anything out there that's close. Well, I'll tell you something that's interesting. Now, I don't want to tell you how close because I'm, I'm not involved with the, the culture and I've not studied it extensively or anything like that. But I will tell you, I had, um, there was a local lady that um, had, in the years past, she had had several um, foreign foreign exchange students, and and they have the the ones that she's that she's had had occasionally come back and visited her, and mm-hmm. after we had established the museum, one that she had had from Australia uh, came back to visit her, and he was from Aboriginal descent, and he said that to to him bears a striking resemblance to, and he told me the name of it, but of course I can't remember it. Uh, I mean, is it another language, but there, that there is some legend that the aboriginals have, the, the aborigines in Australia have that, that are similar to it. And he, he brought up on his phone, some Google images of um, some like rock paintings um, that are evidently prehistoric. And it shows, I mean, they're, they're basic. I mean, they're not incredibly detailed or anything, but it shows like basically a, a basic humanoid form with this circle, like pointed circle over its head. Oh yeah. Right. And, and the whole time while he was in the museum, he was kind of like freaked out because it bared enough resemblance to him because he, he said something that like the elders would tell young people is like, if you go out in the woods at night, you know, the, whatever he call it, we'll get you, you know? Uh, so, so that's like, he felt like he was surrounded by this thing he grew up hearing about That's and, crazy. and, and thought t- to him, he thought it could be exactly the same thing. Right. Could be, but as far as matching up with anything native American, I don't know. I've never <laughs> seen anything like that. Sure. 
Well, I, I, I kind of said that I kind of met more of like the Aztec, my, uh, you know, some okay. of the people that were doing some of these things, even, even in parts of uh, the Middle East where, again, you get looking at some of these, these drawings and it looks like a guy in a suit. In right. some sort of some sort of astronaut suit, which, if you're thinking it's est- extraterrestrial back then, it still could lend credence to the fact that even though they're far advanced in technology, maybe they still got to wear these environmental things to protect themselves because obviously they don't breathe what we breathe, and things are just right. different here. If you're going to go in that direction, I guess. You know, if you're a Doctor Who fan like Dan and I are, it almost looks like something a Time Lord would would wear, right? It does too, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe one of the you time lords I'm, visited. You know what I'm kind of noticing? If What's you that? like have, if you have Dan just like stick his head just straight, if you notice the outline of his. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you know, yeah, you know That's what I'm it, saying? Man, yeah. I mean, the point on the top of his head makes it perfect. <laughs> <laughs> You're like that. Exactly, perfect, right there. <laughs> Braxton County is done. Next we, stop, we, we got the Roswell. It was me. It was me. I, I went <laughs> back in time. Yeah, um, back in time. Got a hold of the sheep. And... I, I was looking for some good possum. I couldn't find any. That's where I went. <laughs> Dark now, creatures. Now, now, to kind of go back and talk about health and radiation, um, you know, have there been any reports? I mean, I, I know the witnesses themselves have all lived healthy lives, long, healthy lives. Some are still alive. Um, have there been any reports around the time or, or any um, increased rates in, you know, like cancer cases or anything um, in the community that might be related to the radiation from this incident? Have you heard anything about that at all? Or Not that I know research? of. Okay. Um, and and it, I feel like with the, I mean, even though it's not a big population, right? Um, I don't know if, if there would even be enough um, you know, enough, enough data to even draw a line through. Right. Yeah. From that time. Right. 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 Um, but so, so not that I know of, but it's, I mean, it's, it's a possibility. Right. Right. Now is the, the scorched tree, parts of that tree still there to this day? Is there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, it was, there was, it was, uh, five years ago. Okay. Um, so that's all I know. You and probably I don't know have how. people that try and go out and try to look for it and yes, take yeah. pieces of it. Sure. So, so, and that's something now that I remember, and, and uh, Dan mentioned it earlier, uh, you know, about the tree. Right. I, I think I left that out of my story, but that, that was the way that the, the, uh, the witnesses judge the height of this thing all right. is it, sure. there was a, there was a tall, wide, like a tall, thick, um, oak tree mm-hmm. that was growing on that property and it was they had a bit real big tall trunk and where its first limb jutted out was roughly 10 feet and that's right. or maybe maybe the limb was roughly 12 feet and the monster's head was some distance below that right. so that's where they were getting the uh, the height um okay. so the funny thing about that tree is uh now again this could just be a coincidence but that tree was the biggest you know, tree in that vicinity. Cause that was the one that caught their eye. Right. Y- yet like right after the sighting took place, that tree died, you know, and was just standing in place dead. And huh. if, you, if you do a Google image search of Frank Faschino, the writer we were talking about earlier, 
right. um, you'll probably find there's a picture that was taken whenever he was doing his research where he was standing beside what was remained of the tree and the tree goes so far up and then it's, it's where it's rotted and fell off. Right. Um, but where that branch first sticks off, that's still there. So there's a picture that he took that shows the relative size, but the way it looks right now, or at least the last time I'd heard any reports or anything from it is that the remainder of that stump where it was basically like a log sticking up in the air has fallen over and it's just more or less rotting in place. Right. Wow. I'm, I'm really surprised. I mean, maybe thought for you, I, uh, cause I don't know who, how the people are that own the property. Cause I think you alluded to last time they weren't real happy about people trying to come up there and, you know, gain entry to, to take a yeah. tree, but maybe get a, get a portion of that stump and start selling pieces of the, you know, the flatwood monster tree. Just, well, you know. Yeah. And, and I've, I've thought about that. I mean, I've, I don't have no way of, I don't have a step number one on that, unfortunately, right. but right. I have thought about that. And whenever I first thought of it, part of me was like, I don't know, selling off pieces of it. That's, that feels kind of almost wrong in a way. And it but diminishes then, it. Yeah. Okay. But then I reconsidered and I thought, well, it's just sitting there rotting. Yeah. I mean, I would rather be preserved in some way, right. you know. So, well, and, and, you know, the proceeds are going to the museum. Absolutely. So it's just, you're, you're still preserving the history of the thing and people are getting a piece of the actual thing. Yeah. You know, I, I guess yeah. I, I can see where you're, I can see, I can see your dilemma. I get it. Andrew, well, I, Andrew, I ended up settling one. I got the perfect uh, solution for this. I just bought a new chainsaw. Oh, there you go. You distract the right? owner. I'll go out there. And we'll you get a couple big boys because you know, me you, and Dan, you know how, how it is, you know. But we can take the chainsaw. We can go out there. We get the wood. We get the hell out of there. We might might live. We might throw one of them big old boys <laughs> at them. Let them trip. Might get shot. Hey, that's life. Well, yeah, there's nothing like family. admitting your plan out here on the internet. <laughs> right. They already know or, you're coming. Right. Oh, or, or, sell, or selling or selling the evidence of right. that plan. Which you did illegally. Yeah. Yeah. So next no, time, next so. time you see, see Elmer on the show, there's going to be bars somewhere in the background, I'm sure. <laughs> Not at work. In an Orange County suit. I mean, um, obviously, this uh, has left an everlasting uh, legacy um, with, you know, internationally on this account, you know, the Flatwoods monster incident, what kind of legacy has it left um, there in Braxton County? Uh, I think it's mostly positive. Um, I think it's gotten to the point where, you know, how we were talking earlier about, you know, how, how the witnesses were treated or, or received, you know, back at the, at the time. And it was, I would say it was probably almost a 50-50 split. Well, it's gotten to where now, I think, like I said, it's been 68 years. You know, enough time has passed that that I think any sort of sting of either worrying about a stigma or right. or worrying about something like this happening in your backyard um, has, gone a, has, has softened enough to where, uh, I, as far as I can tell, you know, in 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 and, and I don't know if this was ever possible, but in a day and age where it feels like you can't please anybody, right. um, it seems like the large majority of the folks that live in this area um, have embraced it and, um, you know, have, have, grown to, have grown to appreciate the story. Um, they like 
that you know that something has put them on the map right. you know the international map so it's almost kind of in a way it kind of almost doesn't matter what it is i mean as long right. as it was something right. so uh, so they'll take it as far as i can tell right that sounds similar to like how you know places that have their own lake monsters they do the same thing they Embrace first it. they kind of resent it and then they all grow in love mm-hmm. with it and now it's a thing yep. i mean do you guys have any themed like like restaurants or food or anything that's themed around that locally the the way you guys are asking all these perfect questions i feel like you guys have done some research that you're just really lucky oh man they're lucky they're (laughs) lucky don't 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 let it buy into it yeah well uh, i'll tell you there's a there's a restaurant uh, there's it's kind of like a dairy cream dairy queen style restaurant that's that's in downtown flatwoods called the spot now it's been a it's been a facility for a while um and, and when I say Dairy Dairy Queen style, I mean like they they specialize in sort of you know finger food style food yeah. sandwiches yeah. and and right. you know that sort of yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hot dogs, burgers, mm-hmm. um, and also a very wide variety of um, ice cream treats and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it came under new ownership, I want to say in 2015 or 16. And the gentleman that bought it, he actually approached me uh, whenever I was out and about painting the if you guys have seen them the the chairs, um, the, right? the chairs. yeah right. i was mm-hmm. those 10 foot tall chairs so i was actually painting one and he just had me driving by and stopped and i'd never met him before um but he stopped and said hey are you andrew and i said yeah he said hey i just wanted to tell you that i bought the spot and i'm going to make it flatwoods monster themed he said yeah, we're going to cool. have but he said we're going to keep the name of the spot he said but we're going to change the colors instead of it was blue and red we're going to be green and red and we're going to have like that's cool. ufo and alien inspired dishes awesome. and stuff so like they have the same this signature saucer sandwiches um <laughs> you know it, it just just all sorts of stuff like that and they've decorated it like all inside and out with all sorts right. of you know monster photos and articles and stuff like that and yeah that's and cool. as a matter of fact they have like kind of a billboard with like it looks like two people being chased by the Flatwoods monster, but their faces are cut out and you can stick your face in there and get your picture right. taken. So yeah, oh, they've, cool. they've embraced it wholeheartedly. That's great, man. Yeah. And I knew nothing about that. I'm being honest. I yeah. just wanted to ask wow. because I've noticed that we've done, Bob and I've done a few interviews with places who, you know, like uh, the twin lakes monster stuff. That's what some <laughs> of these places embraced. They started having all these malts and sandwiches named after, Right. You know, they're local, they're local monsters. So it only, I didn't ask last time you were on, it only kind of makes sense. I guess somebody would capitalize yeah. on that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, but, that's cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been great. I'd like to see it more. Um, right. I mean, every, every place that has a menu or an item that they sell, I mean, there's enough room for a right. monster burger or a monster car wash option or right. whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. I totally think you're that spark, Andrew, you know, I mean, Seriously. Um, and speaking of Spark, uh, do you want to maybe uh, tell us a little bit about the, the museum um, or the uh, visitor center there? I, I know originally you said it kind of started out as a, a little shelf with some collectibles or you found some things in the back room. But, man, now it's just turned into this huge tourist attraction. Yeah. So in 2018, um, so for a little extra background info, I'm the executive director of the Braxton County Convention and Visitors Bureau. And have been since 2013. Wow. 
So I don't know how many years that's been. But it's been like a eight, nice going on eight years, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, we had a situation where we needed to move our office, and yet where we were before, uh, yeah, we just happened to have a uh, a big glass, you know, display case in the back that wasn't used for anything. So I moved it up front, <laughs> dusted it off, and you know, put a couple Flatwoods Monster things in it. And before I knew, people had been, uh, you know, sending in all sorts of stuff to put on display. Um, so then, uh, so we were, you know, embracing it a lot even then. So in 2018, um, we decided to move our offices. And my board was really dead set on us still continuing to have like a, and have and maintain a visitor's center. Um, and we ended up settling on a space that was like, overkill for what we needed um so so i told my board i said okay let's settle on this place if it can also act as the flatwoods monster museum and they said sure and then before you know it you know 99 percent of all the foot traffic is for the flatwoods monster museum and then they're like oh it's a visitor center too okay cool (laughs) (laughs) tell tell us about some of the visitors man you know where they come from and Oh, well, I tell you what, it's probably mostly it's right now. It's like kind of 50, 50 and, and has been, it's like 50, 50 in state, you know, out of state with the occasional like mix of, you know, some international visitors, um, that, that make the trek just for the Flatwoods monster, which which blows my mind every time I'm still not used to it. Of course it doesn't happen an incredible amount, but it happened enough that I decided to put some translations on our windows. Uh, so that way people would know <laughs> right. that they got where they were going. Ooh, it's sure. a two-parter. It's to make sure people that visit here know they got where they're going right. and to really m- make locals think like, oh, this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like there's Chinese writing on that window. <laughs> so, you know, it's a twofer. Right. But yeah, so we... We've huh? all known that nobody's going to figure out that Chinese writing on there, okay? <laughs> well... I, the bad thing is, is I is everything that's on there. I use Google Translate, so I hope it's right. <laughs> it's probably like eating cat, you know. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say somebody's going to come in and go, "You wash my shirt? Bring your laundry, <laughs> baby." <laughs> you never know, and don't uh, send hate mail to the show. It's, it's, it's so no. far, it's worked out. But yeah, well, I, I was reading what? somewhere, but it sounds like the um, 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 the Asian population. I mean, they're they're kind of going gaga's over the flatwoods monster oh, well they're, they're yeah. ghosts and ufo oh, yeah big time. i mean long. they've, they've yeah. modeled right. a lot of their monsters from video games and things off right of, you know braxy yeah yes yeah a lot and what's funny is um i had a, a pretty early on visitor that i that i that, that came to the uh, to the museum was a lady um i'm pretty sure her first name is pronounced ray her last name starts with an m <laughs> I wish I could give her a shout out because if she'd hear it, she'd love it. Mm-hmm. But um, so this lady, she's lives in California. She's lived there at the time for 15 years. And before that, she lived in Japan. So she was very familiar with what the Flatwoods monster looked like. But she said, at least as far as she knew, so she, she could have been wrong. But as far as she knew, the image of the Flatwoods monster was very uh, popular and recognizable in Japan, but not so much the story. So um, we actually ran an ad on on online is it is an online ad 
um, that I wrote the, all the copy in Japanese. Um, for that, I was lucky enough. I've got a friend whose wife is Japanese, so she did some translating for me. But um, anyway, so we ran some ads in Japanese, and they caught her eye. So, like within a month, she booked a flight from California to Pittsburgh, rented a car, and came and spent a week in Braxton County, West Virginia. She, I don't even know if oh. she'd ever been like east of the Mississippi. Right. So the first time she's here was spent in, in West Virginia. But anyway, so we talked for a long time and learned that, you know, she didn't know about the Flatwoods monster, the story, but that the image was very popular. So that's actually, it, it, it's kind of a good thing because, you know, we respond so quickly to visual images that, you know, you show somebody something visually that, that looks, um, uh, you know, that looks that, that draws a memory and then that, it draws them in uh but yeah so that's been actually and she's almost taken it upon herself this this lady to kind of become uh the ambassador for praxi in japan right. so she calls right. she calls into like japanese radio shows and talks to like editors of japanese magazines and stuff like that like you have to have the flatwoods monster in your show uh so yeah she's because she's become an incredible asset um but uh but yeah so that that's that is true and then we had a group come i want to say in 2018 a film crew come from hong kong and shout out to my buddy chuck who hosts that uh and he did a he did a show that aired in hong kong called um other you know there's america's got talent sure. it was america's right. got aliens oh wow. um, so so they <laughs> they did like the west coast for the first season and their second season they wanted to do east coast um so they came and featured the flatwoods monster in one of their episodes and um that was going to be playing on i think he told me that in hong kong there's like four channels that you that everybody can get like for free like if you have an antenna you can get them and it was going to be playing on one of those four channels oh wow so like if you lived in Hong Kong, there's a good chance you saw this mm -hmm. right. episode. So that was That's cool. huge for us and crazy. Um, I feel like I've just took a big tangent. Not even sure what I was answering. So no, no, no. no, no. no. It was about yeah, about absolutely. the fame that's in, in, yep. invested in this. And, and oh, okay, okay. You, you mentioned off off uh, air. You know, uh, video games came along. So I have a list here that I, I looked up on. This one I did do some research because <laughs> I went looking. I actually went looking for these these spots, and, and some people have put up little video uh, cascades of them, you know, all over so I could actually go take a look. But uh, The Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask, shows up there. Uh, Space Harrier 2, uh, Amagon, which I have no clue what that is, Strikers 1945, and of course, Fallout seventy six. I saw yeah. somebody do a capture of that. that, that yeah, that was pretty cool. And then I guess there's an Easter egg out there too. And and everybody's golf, a game that's, uh, it, I guess it shows up as like a like a little mascot or something. in everybody's golf. Everybody's golf. I've never heard of that. You just yeah. learned, you just taught me something. I'm going to write that down. Yeah, so it's listed as uh, as an Easter egg spot in there. So I guess you can see it in the background huh. or wherever it's placed. But uh, there, like there's one more game on there that that's not on your list. There was a, a mobile game that was created that's similar to you know Pokemon Go. Mm -hmm. um, that was called 
Ghostbusters world. Oh, wow. And it's no. set up the same way. Oh, no. uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, um, the different challenges are, are based on your physical location, just like the Pokemon right. go. Right. So right. the Ghostbusters world, one of the ghosts you can capture is in the shape of the Flatwoods monster. No way. I should know that. Them. You'd think I'd know that. I guess no, he's, he's, he's the Ghostbuster. biggest Ghostbusters fan ever. Dude, oh, well, like, he was on the red, like, he was on the red fuck. carpet, man. Look right there, Andrew. Oh, right proton there. pack. I have a proton you know, pack. I'm, yes. I'm kind of disappointed in you right now, Dan. I, mean, I am too. I am disappointed in myself. <laughs> I, as well. I played that. I played the guts out of that game. And could I, I get I, I've never heard. Of I it. didn't do it, Elmer. I want to tell you why. Because they had come out with so many different versions for the phone apps and all the. It just it was too it's, much for me. The, the guys just, that can spend all day doing that, fine. But I, I just thought, <laughs> no, I ain't doing it. Look, I spent like a whole like two weeks in Point Pleasant and I never got crap. All right. I just kept getting the same ghost over and over. You know what? I don't know if, if this was on purpose, but for a short while I had Ghostbusters world on my phone, but I had to take it off because I ran out of room and I didn't play it that much. Right. But I think I, right. I caught like 10 Flatwoods monsters. Wow. You know what? That's just crazy. rub it in. Rub I it in. No <laughs> I just turned it I, I mean, I could give me one. If, I'll give you my account. You can sign into it. Oh, okay, that's, I don't that's, think it's that's another thing. A reason I don't do because I ended up getting you know Starfleet Command on here, and before I knew it, you're spending money buying Dilithium, and then you're so far into it, you're like, you know what? I got to get a, I got to get back to my life. There's more <laughs> happening out here than on my phone. Yeah, honestly. There, I mean, really, is there? <laughs> so I, I, well, probably not now. But you brought you I brought something to your attention and you brought something to the yeah. mind that's how it works right yeah what are you trying to say elmer what do you mean what, what do you mean what am i saying nothing yeah <laughs> no, no, no. i mean your hair check looks him nice. out check him out man his face is all <laughs> yeah. red he, all you Listen, see is his face i use conditioner on that one hair right there uh, <laughs> that's, that's hair. pretty that's pretty dude that, elmer I, mean, I don't know man but that br the braxton county monster image on your shirt dude that looks freaky I like that. Now, especially the light. Then you got your red face glowing. Oh, that's why. That's why we're seeing it. Yeah, man. Glows in the dark. Look, look. Andrew didn't tell me this glowed in the dark. Now, where did you get that shirt? Did you get it at the museum? Yes, I got it at the museum along with, you know, Braxy. But Andrew didn't tell me this shirt glowed in the dark. And one night, you know, I'm going to bed and I'm seeing something glowing at me. And I'm just like, what the heck? And I was like, oh. Andrew didn't tell me this glowed in the dark. No, I don't, I don't tell anybody unless they need to know it to, right. in order to, you know, make, if they're like, I don't See. know which one I'll say that glows in the dark, but otherwise I don't tell anybody. Cause I love hearing stories like that. I hear those yes. all the time. It's my favorite. Yeah, I cried a little. Okay. I cried a little. Thanks to, thanks to you. I cried a little. You always cry, Elmer. Hey, hey, Elmer, for viewership, why don't you uh, like straighten that shirt out a little bit, man. So we can see it all. Yeah, Put it up there. Yeah, Let everybody see, see that. That cool that's, that's awesome. grandiose yeah that's really cool <laughs> well we're gonna be we're gonna be RVing, uh my wife and i andrew so i'll be seeing you probably this year because we've already talked i don't know that we're taking the camper on one of the one of the trips but i have a feeling we are because she brought up west virginia and i brought up your oh. area i said well if i'm down there i'm gonna go see point pleasant i'm gonna go see braxton county um, we're gonna why, spend why a day this, or two in each. Seems awfully familiar. That'd be oh. awesome. Yeah, make sure to come in and say hi. I will. I will. I'll, I'll, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna stand there first. I'm just gonna walk in and look at you. 
and see if you i'll probably have a mask on you'd be like who is this creep standing in the store well no well with the mask that even makes it harder but i i never forget a face but i'm so bad at remembering the context in which i recognize somebody right it could either be like i did their podcast or i went to college with them or we had the same babysitter when we were kids so you'll probably have to remind me shouldn't you shouldn't have told me with you when i come in here i'm like do you remember that hot babysitter we had when we were little (laughs) nobody would believe that damn because you're old enough to be his dad i mean i am i'm way old old dan just just walk in with your headset on man yeah yeah that'll that'll do it that'll do it listen you know i talked about using hair you know uh the hair coloring for men there Elmer, you're starting to push me in that direction because that'll that'll be the only thing to hide the gray. Dan, you should go hey, red. Do you like George Jones? I do like George Jones. Yeah, what's your favorite song? What do you mean? What's my favorite songs? Is it? I don't need your rock. No, 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 <laughs> no. I like oh. you. Stop loving her today. That's one of my favorites. Uh, see, there went the West Virginia in me. I'm sorry. Oh, man. That's all good. So uh, I bet a lot of people have had a little West Virginia in them. (laughs) Is that kind of like a lot of like a little Irish in you or. You know, if it's it's West Virginia, I bet I'm not going to be mean. I don't want anybody (laughs) hating me. I'm from Ohio, so you can go right ahead. So (laughs) that's even worse. No, it's not. When you when you say that to a guy from Michigan, like, yeah, I'm from Ohio. Yeah, well, you know, I'm sorry that your butt hurt that we beat your butts every year in football. I, Ouch. I, Ouch. I, Ouch. Let, let me, let, I could care less. <laughs> you need a band-aid? You I need a band-aid? Care less. I you don't. You need a safe place. Bob, Bob's a Michigan place, fan, too. I'm a Michigan fan. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, Michigan, man. He don't count anyway. I mean, his nickname's Scrubs. Poor Andrew. Yeah, He's sitting right. over here. What does this no, got to do with the show? On? What does any of this have to do with this interview? Actually, Andrew, I do have a question for you, man. Uh, since since okay. the last show, we were kind of talking about, because uh, Point Pleasant, Braxton County, West Virginia, I mean, you guys are very close to one another, and two great monsters, man. I mean, you know, you've got the Mothman of Point Pleasant. You've got the Flatwoods Monster of Braxton County. <clears throat> are, are, is there any networking between you and Jeff? Uh or anything, uh, or any talks about you guys doing any uh, festivals or being a part of his festival or or anything going on at all? Oh, yeah. Je- Jeff has been incredibly uh, helpful and uh, supportive for us. Yeah, As a, a matter of fact, you, you could almost say that uh, that Jeff's responsible for there being a Flatwoods Monster Museum. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, my, my wife and I, I mean, like a legit one. I mean, I know I told you about that display that I had at my office uh, before, um, but, but but before we we launched in October 2018, probably would have been maybe that uh, spring of 2018. Uh, my wife and kids went to uh, Point Pleasant mm-hmm. and spent the weekend there, and you know Mothmanon and all that. Mm-hmm. And while I was there uh, at the museum, Jeff happened to be there, mm-hmm. and so we talked for a little bit. And he said, he said, boy, you really need to get a. Um, uh, Flatwoods Monster Museum up in that area, and I, and actually my response was, I don't think anybody would care about that. Really? <laughs> or, or like enough to make it worthwhile? I guess like, I don't little know. Little did you know? Yeah. Yeah. He he said no. He said I'm telling you. He said we have people in here every day. He said they seem to be just as interested in the Flatwoods Monster as Mothman. He said you need to do it. So so you know 
that was encouragement enough because he's been doing it for so long right. that, you know, if it wasn't worthwhile, he wouldn't have brought it up. Um, and then on top of that, in 2019, um, he invited me up to um, talk about the Flatwoods Monster uh, at the, uh, shoot, what's, what's the theater there, Elmer? The State Theater. The State Theater, right. And, and present there. And boy, uh, you know, like I've done stuff like this. I've done small presentations and right. things like that. But looking <laughs> out on like 300 people that are all choosing to sit in a very hot theater where we're all sweating. We probably all stink. And they're in there anyway. I was very nervous. <laughs> and he, I think I had an hour. I had an hour long block. And I made myself notes and like made sure I hit this point, hit this point, hit this point. And by the time I'd gotten through like the the bulk of like the story, like the main story, um, I remember feeling like, okay, I got through that. What time is it? And it's like, oh, I've been up here for four minutes. Oh man, <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah. when you ask for questions, anybody, that's that's what's time consuming. You know, everyone's questions. Well, everybody. you know, amazingly, I was able to. I think I, I was able to talk for almost forty minutes and then took questions. Right. So. It wasn't bad, but boy, did I get scared at first. But yeah, I, all that to say that, yes, uh, it seems like anytime Jeff can include us in something, he, he tries to. And, uh, you know, if a TV show stops by there, they'll say, hey, you're seeing. you're right next to Braxton County. Yeah. Go check them out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, and, cool. and, and I would say that I do everything I can for him. But let's be honest, I don't really have to. But I would if, if it needed to be. But, right. but, uh, but yeah, so he's been incredibly helpful That's awesome. uh, and I don't mind riding his coattails, right. not, you know, not one bit. Yeah. He's a great guy. And, and folks, I do recommend you guys taking a nice vacation or, or if you guys are planning on something to do like, Hey, what the hell should we do? You know, f- for this vacation, why don't you just head down South and go to West Virginia and you can stop and you can go stop first at Point Pleasant and see the Mothman uh, Museum and stay there for a, a night or two. And then you can go down to Braxton County and see Andrew and and stop by the uh, Flatwoods Museum there. Set in the um, chairs, get yeah, your picture absolutely. in the chairs. Make, make a nice little vacation. You know, I think it would be <clears throat> so cool just to do that little road trip. And especially gonna... if you you know want to go down to the Mothman Festival. Uh, when is the? Are they doing a festival this year, Elmer? Uh, or is that kind I mean, of a planning on it? It's supposed to be the 20 year anniversary yeah, of it. But yeah, but COVID. Right. going on, it's hard to tell yet. Right, but definitely, you know, support these places and these communities. You know, like Andrew, you know, he puts his heart and soul into this, and really, you know, check it out. Check out the museum. Stop down and talk to him. You know, check out some of the, you know, um, the local dives and restaurants. And uh, what was the name of the one restaurant again? You were the the themed restaurant, Andrew. I'm sorry. The spot. The spot, the Dairy yeah. Queen, like, uh, yeah, little spot. Um, that would be so cool, you know, and that's something I would love to do. And I'm probably going to do here sometime in the next year or two. Make a, you know, I definitely got to stop down and see my broski Elmer there and give him a hard time. And, and yeah, like Dan <laughs> said, make a trip. But I want to do. You're going to do what? I'm going to drop you off in the TNT area. What oh, I yeah, do. I'm, I'm sure. Oh, and you, you mentioned the Mothman Festival. We're actually. I don't have all the details yet, but we're actually planning on having uh, a, a little event um, in Sutton where our museum is located. Right. Actually, th- this past year in 2000, uh, 
19, what year is it again? Uh, it, or no, 2020. <laughs> oh, gosh. 20, yeah. Oh, Lord. What a year. Uh, anyway, in 2020, yeah. it, it dawned on me that uh, September 12th, uh, the day the sighting of the Flatwoods Monster took place, was actually going to fall on a Saturday. And I just couldn't let that go to waste. Right. So, yeah, it's perfect um, timing. Something about yeah. it. Absolutely. So, so we, we partnered with uh, the Elk Theater. That's a, a historic one screen theater that's just up the road from us and had a not a not a monster movie fest uh, because, you know, you're not supposed to have festivals in 2020. So it was not a right. monster movie fest. Correct. And uh, so we showed some Flatwoods Monster short films mm-hmm. and had some vendors set up at like 10 feet apart and had the vendor area set up to where there was a maximum of 20 people that could come in at any time. You know, we did it all in the up and up. We worked with the local health department. So we're planning on at least doing something of similar scope this year, uh, which awesome. uh, the, the nearest Saturday, it's going to fall on September 11th this year. Right. Um, so at least to some degree, we're going to be um, going to be showing movies and having vendors. Um, we're hoping. Uh, well, I probably shouldn't say anything because I probably need to double confirm, but we should, we should be premiering a movie. We should be premiering a movie. Um, so, uh, so if anybody's interested in that, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Flatwoods Monster Museum because all the details will be on there if you're interested in that. Right. That's awesome, man. That's, that's really cool. I would, I would tell everybody and, and maybe you throw it around to people there. I mean, I don't know what this movie is going to be. I'm sure it's something in connection with it's related your, yeah right right I, I am surprised after watching the movie signs which was a real kind of a letdown i think at the end but then again maybe not but but the whole the whole thing of it is is that if they were to put together something very similar to that with that fright aspect uh to this story and making it you know making it just so surreal and frightening and then at the end you know kind of have a little follow-up about what took place years later I would love to see like a Hollywood version of that done, but done in such a fashion where it's not over the top scaring you out of your underwear, but right. you know, kind of, am I making sense? Like, uh, like Barney, Betty Hill, yeah, uh, yeah. type of thing. Where, because when I watched that as a kid and I've, I've rewatched it since that still scares the hell like Elmer's talking about being out in the middle of nowhere again. Right. I've done that too. And I've gone, I've had to get out and take a break. And you're standing mm-hmm. there out in the middle of the room, and you're thinking, "Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Elmer. I'm thinking this is where I this is where I disappear. Something's going to show right. up, and uh, you know that movie that movie frightened the hell out of me. So it's I could see the same thing and really gripping audiences because I think this is just a great story. Oh, it's a great it is. story, it absolutely is, and it happened, right? <clears throat> um, a couple of quick things before we end the show, um, Andrew, um. If there's somebody who wants to learn more about the Flatwoods Monster, where would you point them to? What books would you um, suggest for them? Books? Um, well, uh, you know, we talked about Frank Faschino's mm-hmm. book, which I believe is simply called The Braxton County Monster, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it's by Frank Faschino. Sure. Uh, that is probably the most, one of the most exhaustive works. Right. Um, but I tell you what, a book that we sell a whole lot of in our museum is called Monsters of West Virginia. And it's just a great catch all for like everything spooky in West Virginia and kind of gives you a good snapshot of right. each. I'm sure they sell them at the, or at the 
Mothman Museum as well, because I believe Mothman's on the cover. Um, okay. So that one, that's a great, yeah, I mean, if you want to get a little bit of everything, that's great. And it's only like 12 bucks. That's a great mm-hmm. one. George Dudding um, did a, a relatively short book that's a standalone uh, book on the Flatwoods Monster. And if, if you are familiar with George Dudding, you know, he's very prolific. You know, it's one of his like 60 books that he's written. Uh, but if you want a standalone book that's also really inexpensive, uh, Dudding's Flatwoods Monster book is great. And finally, um, you know, our buddy uh, uh, Dave Spinks uh, just recently oh, yeah. released yeah. a uh, re- uh, Real UFOs of West Virginia, I believe it's called. And it, it has specifically UFO cases that take place in West Virginia right. and like chapters dedicated to them. And of course, he has the Flatwoods Monster in that as well. Sweet. Yeah, there we've had go. David on. Yep. Remember, we had David yep. on Davis about Banks, a year yep. or two yep. ago. Absolutely. Good guy. Okay. Yep. Um, what about, uh, documentaries or shows? Anything you want to point them out to, uh, well, uh, definitely small town monsters, which is a great uh, monster, a, leg- a legacy yeah. of fear. I mean, if you only yeah. got 45 minutes, I don't know a better way to, it's to soak great, up the story show. Absolutely. Did a good yeah. job of that. So that, that's the main one. Cool. Yeah. Great, man. Uh, where can people get a hold of you or get in touch with you or, uh, do you have a website or Facebook page or anything like that you want to give a shout out to, Andrew? Sure. Yeah. As I mentioned before, the Flatwoods Monster Museum has, uh, I wouldn't say all the social medias, but a lot of them. So Flatwoods, uh, you know, at Flatwoods Monster Museum on Facebook, at Monster Museum on Twitter, <laughs> at Flatwoods Monster Museum on Instagram, follow those. Um, and then, of course, our county's website, BraxtonWV.org. Um, it has, you know, if you want to learn anything that you might, yeah, as a visitor, might want to know about Braxton County, you'll find it on there. But specifically, if you were to go to Braxie.com, B-R-A-X-X-I-E.com, that takes you to our main page that's related to the Flatwoods Monster on our primary website. And there you should be able to be linked to just about anything you would want to know about the Flatwoods Monster and how it relates to our area. There you have it, folks. Plenty of research for you guys to get into, man. And I tell you what, I mean, it's the story is just it's phenomenal. I mean, it's great, I mean, especially Seth so loves uh, documentary. Does such a well job, or you know, I mean, such a great job with everything. And and uh, yeah, I mean, we've kind of fallen in love with the story. And uh, well, Andrew, what's your thoughts, man? I mean, do you think there's something to it? I mean, do you think that this was actually, you know, some phenomena from outer space or do you think this is just you know yeah you kind of long are you along with what freddie was saying yeah, that maybe right that it could be a, government a government or, thing uh, you know do you have an actual theory or a feeling towards it i i don't really have a the theory other? so much but I, what i will say is you know knowing freddie and knowing the reputation that right. you know him and his family have in the area that uh that i believe wholeheartedly that they saw something that they could not explain and that affect them, that affected them, you know, mentally and physically, um, what it was, who's to say, I don't, I don't necessarily have a theory in that. I'll tell you what I, what I want it to be. Mm -hmm. I want it to be a scary 10 foot tall monster from outer space. I think we all do. Right. Is what I want. I don't know if that's what it is. That's what he wants. Yeah. So it can come back anytime. I didn't bring up the whole owl thing and I want, I want the audience to know why if anybody asks, 
you know, if they, after they see this, why I didn't bring it up? Because I just found that the most ridiculous explanation ever. And like with most of these people that try to put some sort of sensibility or science uh, skepticism, pseudo skepticism in there, I reading up on some of the people relaying that. So I can listen. This is a family who lives out in this area, have lived there their whole lives. I am sure, folks, that they know the difference between an owl and the thing that they saw. I, I have no doubt whatsoever. Um, you know, you've lived down there. Elmer, you've been out there. You've probably seen owls and birds. I mean, you, you know the difference. And I don't believe for a second that that's a viable explanation. I, that's, why I didn't, that's why I didn't bring it up tonight. I didn't, I didn't feel it was, was respected enough to have it right. even brought up. Right. Well, you know what, though? Uh, you know, I, and I've, I've looked into that theory, and it's interesting uh, yeah, but yeah. but yeah, I, I don't subscribe. I don't subscribe to it either. But but it's it is it's it's a fascinating logic and and it makes a certain kind of sense. Um, well, yeah, but, it, it does. Yeah, I, I don't subscribe I, to it myself either. Right, Bob and I would do the same thing. I'm not saying that it wasn't done in a way that it, you know, like it shouldn't have been done, because right. that's the first thing you know any of us doing paranormal investigating will do is look for the the most viable possibility and we right. know that some people can witness something and but i don't know man I, I i'm with you on that but like i said i i guess i came off pretty hard on that but again <laughs> because i've had it happen so often with a lot of different things i've looked into and yeah. people who live in the area and know nature and know wildlife you know as these kids are going to these are kids that played outdoors they're in the 50s yeah. so if you really want to put the model in place I guarantee these kids at some point in time camping in their young life in the 50s without all the modern things that are going on now had seen the freaking owl. That's yeah, just, that was just my point of view. Right. And to you say know, that, just, well, just, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. But no, I, the, what I was going to say is just the other day, I was driving a, a back, back road two lane um, going to uh, my, my father's house with my, my family. And I actually saw an owl pick up a rabbit on the side of the road and, and fly off. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't look like a flatwoods monster to me. Uh, I know no, that. No, right. That's my point. Right. You know, and gas <laughs> coming out, you know, I mean, birds of prey I mean, for sure, just, but no flatwoods Right. Monster. That's yeah. And, and they're immense. Those owls are bigger than oh, yeah. people give them credit yeah. for. They, yeah. They're, they're large creatures, but thanks for being on the show, yeah. Andrew. Andrew, thanks for coming. Yeah. Back thank you all for having me. Love to have you on again, man. It's always great talking to you. Yeah. Thanks for putting up with thank the train you. wreck. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry Andrew I'll be up shortly I'll be up shortly <laughs> alright we'll see you then Elmer again everybody I want to thank uh, our sponsors and our friends here of the program of I Want to Believe SMP Paranormal Show and all the other great podcasts we have uh, that are aired on the network that we're seen on here we are also heard on Sunday nights at 9pm Eastern Standard Time on Unrestricted Radio do yourself a favor and download the app there are a lot of great DJs and people playing some outstanding music uh, and a lot of things going on over great there. shows on that network. A lot of great shows over there. Uh, HendersonCastle.com, Gun Barrel Coffee, my, my good friends uh, over there providing great coffee. Uh, proceeds go to help out a lot of veteran uh, you know, uh, deals to help out vets. It's owned by vets. The coffee is roasted by a veteran. Uh, this is a family tradition, but it's gunbarrelcoffee.com. They got all sorts of swag. They got hot sauces now, popcorn, t-shirts, 
It's all sorts of great stuff over there. It's really cool. Southern Michigan Paranormal Night Stalkers. That's the, what would be Bob and I. And uh, Live Radio 1 on Facebook. Uh, we're still kind of mothership a lot of things over there uh, that we play out there as well. Uh, the Michigan 69 Podcast Network, folks. Just please come over and give us a look. Uh, we're going to be adding some other folks on here who are already currently doing some podcasts. We're going to have some some fun guests coming up. Andrew, uh, of course, starting it off with a fast race uh, for being with us uh, on this episode. Um, I can't say enough about that. Uh, and thanks for being here. And, Bob, thanks for having me on with you hey, guys, you and Elmer, as always. always. All right, thanks for listening to I Want to Believe Radio. So until next time, Elmer. I keep your ass to the skies. Happy, and what was that, Braxy? What happy. was that, Braxy? Oh, 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 Braxy wants to say something, too. Go to the Braxy. spot. He got some good chili dogs and some other cool stuff, right? Awesome. Check out the spot down there in Braxton County, guys. Go to the spot. Thanks, Andrew. All right, have a good Thank night, you. folks. Thank you very much, guys.